0: Thank you for listening to Cinephile's Digest. You're listening to episode 131. And the featured review on this week's show is the new film from screenwriter Diablo Cody, Lisa Frankenstein. I have no idea what my co-hosts think about this movie. I'm excited to talk about it. Let me go ahead and introduce them. Travis, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Matt. I believe this is the first time in Cinephiles Digest history that we are recording on a Friday night. That can't we never, be true, can it? I know we never make a point to specify which date we're recording on the actual show, but I don't recall a P- Friday podcast in my lifetime.
0: Huge. We'll have to consult uh, the Cinephiles Digest historian, uh, the, the whoever that may be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Check the cumpedia. <laughs> um, uh. Barris, <laughs> welcome to the show. How's it going?
2: Hi, I didn't tell you guys before we started recording, but I did pregame a little bit.
0: Hell yeah. Well, I just cracked my third white claw, so that's like I'm like half a beer deep if you think about it. <laughs> so, we're it's you, just Friday night. We're ready to fucking party. So, before we get into our review though, we got uh something to talk about here uh a little pregame and Convo in the uh, group chat but uh I don't know if I've ever talked about i have to have talked about this on the show but i'm a i'm a closeted about uh so many times well <laughs> <it's not closet. laughs> uh, well so uh, I still consider myself in the closet don't don't force closet me class. Uh, I'll come out on my own time um and this is not a coming out this is you know it's, it's close friends it's uh i'm a i'm a closeted stained fan and uh Paris and I got to talking about stained today. And uh turns out she might be a closeted stained fan too. And uh Travis, it sounds like you're just you're not even in the closet. You love stained, right?
1: Fun fact, first concert I ever went to, stained was in the lineup.
0: No way. Was it the family values tour?
1: It was. What? How did I not know that was your first concert? Was that like the Limp Biscuit
0: cool. lineup? Like the classic family values uh, lineup?
1: No, I think it was the year. Two after. It was uh Stone Temple Pilots, Lincoln Park, Stained, Static X, and Dead Z. I don't think there was any others.
0: Okay.
2: Wow, that not nearly not as cool more as, uh, of that time.
0: The previous one. Yes, that is a very uh two thousand what when was that? 2001, 2001, two thousand one two? Two thousand and one, I think, maybe. That tracks.
2: I also saw my first concert in two thousand one. It was Aaron Carter. <laughs> and it was at Great America, which for those of you that aren't familiar, it's a pretty cool amusement park in California.
0: Damn, I didn't go to my first concert till I was sixteen, and that was two thousand. Fucking
2: uh, loser! I thought you had cool parents.
0: Six Oh no, I was fifteen. Two thousand six. I do have cool parents, but they I didn't take you me to. Had cool parents. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in fucking the boonies where I currently live. That were they taking so me so close show?
2: to Bellingham? Like which has shows all the time. Like what
0: are you talking about? Yeah, not shows that my parents are going to take me to. I did see fucking like Burt Bacharach or something at the at the Linden Fair. I think that was technically my first concert. That's
2: when was that? That's your first. Concert? I would
0: I would have probably been like eight or nine or something. There you,
2: there you go, bud. It was you actually
0: it. in 1964. I saw Burt Bacharach. <laughs> no, I don't. I feel like it's Burt Bacharach. Some old timey fucking you know one of those guys. Like an Elvis, uh, uh, who's the other guy? The fucking Rat Pack guy. What's that guy? Sinatra. You know, a crooner.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he he was doing the the They're fair all,
0: circuit by okay? then. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, stain. So okay, so you you're the only one here who's actually seen stain, Travis. How was uh, was that huge or?
1: Dude, it was my first show. What do you think?
0: So, duh, but were, were they like the headliner? Lincoln. Well, what's uh, no, the? No, Stone leader?
1: Temple Pilots was the headliner. Lincoln Park yeah, was main the, support.
0: Right. Okay. and Then. Stane was third. Yeah. Huge, huge. Okay. Was this? Was the the Scott Weiland guy still the singer for Stone Temple Pilots yep. at that point? He was. Legendary. It's an interesting, interesting fellow that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Well, no, he was just, you know, he he died like, I don't even know, what, like 10 years ago? Drug overdose, I think? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds right.
1: Maybe, yeah, around 10 Maybe years. even
0: longer. I don't... Well, I don't know. Didn't Chester take over as a singer for Stone Temple Pilots? For a, a moment, yeah. And he's been gone like, I don't know, s- seven or eight years at this point, I feel like. Yeah, probably.
1: Aaron yeah. Carter also... Oh my
0: Gone. god, these things just got dark We're just talking about all this fuck- out- Burt Bacharach, that guy's been dead for fucking 30 years probably <laughs> Burt
2: Bacharach died last year I checked.
0: him Oh shit, how old he was he? All- he
2: outlived all-, all of those other Chris
0: Cornell to- <laughs> Scott Weiland <laughs> Oh damn Um. So anyway this this yeah, was, this was, was my going somewhere, movie. right? No, but I was wait, just going to talk wanted, about Stanley. I wanted oh, okay. to say,
2: okay. I'm not a closet stained fan I was like, Matt, I don't know Stained. Like, can you tell me which songs are good? And he was like, just listen to the top five in Spotify. And literally, I was like, I know every single word of all of these songs from the top six. Hell yeah. (laughs) So I was like, am I secretly in this Stained? And I didn't even know it. But I'm out and proud, Matt. You got to come out of the closet and be with me and Travis.
0: Well, the problem is that the singer for Stained is like a he's like a big time trumper dude now like his solo project is like bootlicking like fucking america the proud and beautiful bullshit like fuck fuck libtards and woke culture and <laughs> like literally he like well, says no, all that stuff we're in all songs. about
2: that here on the cinephiles digest we're <laughs> all about anti-wokeness and Talking about cancel culture and how that's it's ruining yeah, America. Yeah. So, like, so I'm, he I'm is not a, the problem. Now,
1: <laughs> now, Matt, are you going to lead the charge on the Stained resurgence, just like uh, the uh, Creed resurgence going on right now?
0: Yes, that's one of the things that I mentioned to Paris, is that I, I feel like Stained deserves the the reappraisal that Creed is getting right now. Yes. Granted, stain <laughs> never did the fucking halftime show, but, I mean...
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. Did Creed I mean, did to save us as Americans? Like the way Creed did? I don't think so, buddy. Okay? He's certainly trying.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> He's doing his damnedest. Well, something weird's going on with my headphones. Can what, you say something? I'm here.
2: Uh, I'm talking. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what
2: I didn't know we were saying normal things. Uh
1: oh. <laughs>
0: well, well yeah, anyway, I can still hear you guys. I feel like I'm only hearing shit out of one of my earphones. Is it Bluetooth but...
2: or plugged in?
0: No, no, it's plugged in. I'm wired.
2: Then check your check your not unplugged a little bit.
0: I I wiggled it a little bit. If that's what you mean.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think well, I feel like now. when you're when you're wired in, sometimes the ox will loosen a little bit, and then it sounds like far away, and you just gotta
1: got to give it a little
0: wiggle a little tap no we're good we're yeah. back in action um, yes I do agree that they should be getting the attention that Creed is currently getting but you know Creed is more a uh, memeable just because of you know you can barely understand what the fuck that guy is saying half the time and oh, yeah. uh, um,
2: I'm so sorry that I, I will not stand for Creed slander I low-key from like a young child was very into Creed
0: I mean, me too. I I like probably three or four Creed songs, but you know. Are they in
1: the rotation?
0: Uh, when I'm drunk and <laughs> I'm in my parents' car, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> There's a special place for that playlist. <laughs> yes, it's funny you mentioned that. I actually I'm kind of over Creed at the moment because my parents got a uh, a new car. Well, new car. It's a 2009 Nissan Murano. But uh, my dad's super into driving it. So he's like volunteering to like drive us to like the breweries on the weekend and stuff. So like two brewery trips in a row, my dad puts on Creed followed by the limp biscuit song that is on the Mission Impossible two soundtrack. Do you know oh, what I'm yeah, talking about? It's a banger. It is a banger, but I mean that so specific. <laughs> <That bass>. back, <laughs> back to <laughs> 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 Iconic. But back to back, I mean, come on. It's fun when you're like drunk and you're singing it, but then like to the next time you're drunk and driving in a car. Well, I wasn't driving, but you know what I mean.
1: Now, when he was doing this, was this ironically or unironically?
0: Uh, for them, unironic for okay. sure. I'm well. I unironically love Limp Biscuit. I ironically love Creed. Wow,
2: that's how do we so feel about reversed. that? I'm with you. I'm so with you reversed. on that. I unironically love Creed.
0: Interesting. Do you actually like, like Creed, you or like, like, no, you like no, their I love Creed their too, singles? I
2: uh, I mean, it's the same See, like, as Stained, where I'm like, I know their top five songs.
1: Back in the day, I right. listened to Creed, but I fucked with Limp Bizkit.
0: Yes. <laughs> Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water? Come on. Oh, yeah.
1: Break stuff. I mean, oh. oh you 13. I only that one
2: <laughs> that that song, his on. song that was on the Grind p- soundtrack. The Grind movie soundtrack.
0: Oh, I don't even know which one's on there. I have seen like, that movie, though. Kit, kit, kit,
2: kit, pull.
0: That's saliva. Click, click, boom? Click, click, boom.
2: Yeah. I'm on the radio, but <laughs> I'm on
0: <the> stereo. <laughs> no. Click, click, not, boom. No, that's that saliva. A There's a okay.
1: band I like, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> saliva? No, I don't even like them ironically. <laughs> Come on that song is class. They're fucking terrible, dude.
0: You know who does ironically rock though is POD. Remember that band? Oh, I was yeah.
2: literally looking them up on Spotify cuz I was like what was that song? Yeah. There was this oh my god, Youth of the Nation. Yeah. <laughs> Youth of the Nation. Youth <laughs> <laughs> of the Nation. So in elementary and middle school we had to watch these like anti drug and anti bullying like Presentation assemblies, but it was just these like huge projectors, and they would just like play us these videos, and it was like "Youth of a Nation," just like over and over and over again. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that was so awful, and it was done in the same like style, like "You wouldn't steal a car, you wouldn't," you know. Oh, you know, like the two thousands, like graphics. Yeah, yeah, but it was like that same exact. It was like that person was like, "I can also make anti drug videos for school." <laughs> like oh my god takes me back Man,
0: i know what i'm doing after this show <laughs> <laughs> getting a six-pack of fucking Coors light and putting on some pod <laughs> maybe we should just do that instead of doing this okay do you so guys pod has a new
2: single that came out this year 2024. oh yes
0: yeah, they're the still comeback. a comeback. Let's go. <laughs>
2: but it's not a comeback. They've been making albums like ever since, like every yeah, They years. never left. It's like 2016 to 2012, 2014. Like it goes on like these they've been making music, you guys, and their top 3 songs are still from that album, It's Youth of a Nation. It's number 1. Like Al- Alive
0: wow. and uh we'll see other one. That's got to be so amazing.
2: Yeah, boom. boom. Those are their top three songs still.
0: They have a song called Boom?
2: Yeah.
1: Not to be confused with click click click, click boom.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what boom sounds like. Yeah, anyway.
2: It's
0: like, like that's how it's done. <laughs> I, okay, I kinda kinda I think I know exactly what I you're know that about. part, but <laughs> yeah, but I, I still don't I still can't think of the rest of the song, but Anyway, i will have to do a, a new metal deep dive
2: it's after like, this. I set. never knew that a kid like me could take his mic and run the world and flash the biggest. Like that's it's like that.
0: Oh, I, 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 I'm still that trying also, to get the, the chorus in my is head. Is
2: on the grind soundtrack. That's how I know it so well.
0: Also, in addition to click click boom boom and yes. click click boom, are both on the yes. grind soundtrack.
2: Yes. 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 <laughs>
1: Looking for songs with the word boom
2: in them.
0: Like they just put out an ad in the newspaper like, Do you, does your band have a song with click or boom in the title? <laughs>
2: Truly, that movie and that soundtrack like changed my like early middle school life. Like, I was obsessed.
1: I love that for you.
0: Huge. <laughs> All right. We should do this every episode. Start with talking about like new metal from the late 90s, early 2000s from now on.
1: I agree.
0: Hell yeah. All right. Anything else? uh, Yeah, I love that also. Before we get into our movie reviews, anybody have any news or uh, stories they needed to share?
1: Mm, No, not really.
0: Hmm. Oh, wait, Paris, we do need a quick uh, date update.
2: Ah, uh, yes. Well, that didn't <laughs> happen because I didn't what? go to bowling that day or go on a, a date with that person because I was like, I'm not feeling well. And so I couldn't do anything that day. And that's been kind of my M.O. lately, guys. I keep having the cancel plans and it's like really annoying. But...
0: Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Did you go to bowling so may- this
2: week? No, because I still wasn't feeling well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's a bummer. And this was the last week, but there is a new the same league, but there's a new season starting up in a few weeks that I'm signed up for. So I'll have, you know, another chance to not be ill, hopefully.
0: Yes. But yeah, So cool. no
2: date, no kissing or potential for kissing. <sighs> You guys, I haven't kissed anyone in a minute, and it is annoying. I might. <laughs> find, I literally moments before when we were waiting for you, Matt. Moments before this, I was like, "Should I sign up for Hinge again?"
0: Hinge is that the way? Which one is that? I've been out of the game for a while. Is that the one where you like? It's like location based, where you like pass somebody.
2: No, that's Grinder.
0: <laughs> i mean i know i know that's how that I mean, works what are you but... talking about <laughs> well there's there's a there's a straight dating app that works the same way it's based on like proximity connections you like only form the connection if you have been like near them
2: maybe at one point but it's the app's been around for 12 years so i don't think it's uh, anymore.
0: i feel like that was their thing back when i was still on dating apps now it's just like a normal dating app basically
2: Well, so, I've never actually been on Hinge. Like, I went to set up a profile one time, and I was like, ah, I don't know. I really only fucked with, like, Tinder and Bumble. But Bumble is a lot of work. And Tinder, I don't know, is fine, whatever. (laughs) I heard that Hinge is good because you don't, like, you don't, like, swipe and match. You can like someone's, like picture or their like prompt thing they can there's a lot more prompts where people can like show their personality more they'll be like oh what's your favorite bubble blah, blah. and you can like do little voice prompts or whatever and I don't know I I, I, I don't fucking know I haven't used it so I, I can't speak to it really but I've heard it's mm-hmm. better I don't know this is what I'm saying I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm, I'm so desperate I'm about to go back on the apps because no kisses in like like a like
1: a few weeks at least. Yeah. Why don't you do a kissing booth?
0: Yeah, you're in Queen Anne. I mean, you probably have lots <laughs> of takers. <laughs> Both post up outside Aussies in your kissing booth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to help. Paradise. You'll have a you'll have a fucking line of uh, Dodge Rams and uh, I, Teslas I, yeah. around the block. Waiting to hit up that kissing booth in front of Aussies.
2: First of all, that was a very weird I don't know if I like like what is the person that's driving those two specific cars? Douchebags. Two
0: two different but specific types of douchebags who both go yeah. to Aussies.
2: I mean and I have been to Aussies <laughs> once and that was to get to to grab a guy who my friend knew from working at Amazon because he knew where the extracurriculars were and we were mm-hmm. in and out very quickly.
0: That tracks that he that is, was at Aussies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Aussies yeah. stinks. But anyway, <laughs> no, you guys, I, I could, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people <laughs> who I could hit up in my phone and be like, hey, do you want to make out? I'm talking about people that I want to make out with. No kissing booth. No, 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 no. no.
3: Sure, sure, Well, right. sure. okay. um,
1: You could make some money. <laughs> Donate it to a nice charity. I don't know.
0: You're
2: literally trying to force me into sex work right now. You guys, I can't.
0: He's just trying to get you smooching, that's all. It's just a bud looking out for another bud.
2: I cannot be more clear. I...
1: These are methods I know how to kiss people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh,
0: Listen, there's okay, two ways okay. I know how I, to kiss people. You been, get a okay. wife or you
2: fucking <laughs> yeah, turn into just a start kissing. have been food. with Chelsea for like, a, fuck, over a decade. Like, you cannot, you you, you
1: Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know how uh, dating apps. You've basically ups.
2: been with one wife. Oh, you have right. one wife and like, that's it. I'm like, out here in the streets. Like, sheesh.
1: I do have a uh, funny story in regards to dating apps, real quick.
0: Oh hell yeah! Now,
1: now that they've been brought up, so uh, Tyler texts my wife Chelsea uh, a while back and asked her if I had a grinder. And Chelsea was confused by Wait, the question. What? Uh, but just a little peek behind the curtain. Tyler was at, actually asking if I had like a weed grinder because he was gift shopping. <laughs> And uh, Chelsea was confused by the question and was like, uh, "Is there something I should know?"
0: Did he did he drop the e, or did she think no. he meant grinder?
1: She thought he meant the app.
0: Gr- oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there Chelsea was, was weird. Like, uh...
2: well, also, I mean, he's in Houston, so I was like, "Oh, is someone like pretending to be you near him?" But like, he's in Texas.
0: Yeah, Tra- Tyler was on Grinder and he was like, Is that Travis? <laughs> Damn, Wait I gotta let second. him know. <laughs> yeah, the calls coming from inside the house. But, but no, he meant, Do you have a grinder? Oh my god, that's so funny. Yes. So how did that conversation go? Did Chelsea was oh,
1: they cleared it up eventually, but it was it was fun for a, a hot eventually.
2: second Eventually.
1: I mean, pretty quickly after. I wasn't a part of any of it.
0: I was... <laughs> oh, this is after the fact? You that, uh...
2: That's even funnier because yeah. I feel like Chelsea's like, oh, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> Had a minor <laughs> panic attack followed <laughs> by a good <laughs> chuckle. <and> then... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. All right, let's get this show that on the road. That would be a wild way to find right. out your
2: partner was cheating on you. For their brother their sibling, texts you. their sibling to text you and be like, um Are they dating app? Do you know They're if like, he asked one
1: the- question? He does. <laughs> because uh because I don't know that. I just wanna know if you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and asking not only for a friend. Yeah, not only is it a dating app, but it's like, you know, seemingly straight partner, and you're like, that's a gay dating app, that would be even more mind boggling. Like there's a lot to unpack there.
0: Yeah. Good well, times. thankfully, that's not what he meant, and uh, crisis averted. Okay. I
1: yeah. did get a grinder for Christmas that year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're on it now. Currently, you're on the. I got a premium subscription gifted to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell yeah! All right, that's en- that's enough, you guys. Cut it out. Yep. Cut it out. Let's uh, go ahead and move on to, uh, you know, what we're all here for. Let's talk movies. Let's uh, move into our review of Lisa Frankenstein. Uh, Plot synopsis, a coming of rage love story about a teenager and her crush. That's huge, dude. (laughs) Uh, Who happens to be a corpse after a set of horrific circumstances bring him back to life. The two embark on a journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts film is directed by first-time director zelda williams who is the daughter of the late robin williams uh with a screenplay from diablo cody uh, and the film stars katherine newton and cole sprouse one half of the sweet life of zach and cody um what did you guys think elisa frankenstein who wants to go first
1: I've been going first lately. Uh, I can continue the trend or let someone else go. I don't really have a preference.
2: I hate going first. I never
0: <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Take a seat, Let's Travis. I got this one, don't worry. Um so I, I didn't really know what to expect. I had I hadn't even heard of this movie until like a couple weeks ago. Um I think Haley had mentioned it and then we talked about it. I don't think I knew it was a Diablo screenplay co- or Diablo screenplay Cody, Diablo Cody screenplay until we were recording the last episode and I saw that. Um, so, you know, Henzian trailer didn't really have any expectations and I liked it. Um, overall, definitely positive on it. I did find it to be a little lacking in the humor department. I was expecting a little more knowing it was written by Diablo Cody. Maybe that's a me thing, a little baggage. I was expecting more from, like, the dialogue. Um, but I really love what it's going for. I mean, it's it's a nostalgia movie in more ways than one. I mean, it's literally set in the 80s, and there's tons of pop culture references, but it is also, it's not a satire. It's more of, like, an homage to, like, that style of comedy that we saw a lot in the 80s of, like, completely preposterous plot and scenarios that the characters just kind of go with it. And there's all sorts of hijinks that unfold. And it was, you know, a very light and, uh, unserious, uh, romp we'll call it. And I, I did like that it plays with some of the tropes of those 80, 80s movies. Um, I do think the chemistry was a little lacking for me between the two leads. Um, I did like Catherine Newton's performance quite a bit. Um, Cole Sprouse, you know, I mean, he's in a role he's in a non-speaking role. So I guess there's really only so much he can do, but um, a little underwhelmed by him in the movie. But overall I found it, you know, it was, uh, it was entertaining. Um, Could have been a little funnier, but I, I thought that the atmosphere and the vibes it was going for were very charming and, um wouldn't call it a great movie, but I, I enjoyed it. Um for a movie I had basically no expectations for. Um it was pretty good. I liked it. So we can start there.
1: Paris, you or me. I'm down to go. Alright, go for um,
2: it. Um yeah, so I will say overall I like this. However, not as much as I was expecting. This kind of feels like a movie made for me. You know, it's got uh, horror romance comedy, it's got Diablo Code writing, it's got silly 80s stuff, it's, it's got, you know, callbacks and homages, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Beautiful lighting. I think that, again, overall positive, but I think that I think that the main thing of why I'm not as high as I thought I was going to be on it is it is really like the direction and the editing. I felt like so many, uh, so many scenes and lines just like lingered in a way where I was like what, it felt like a, like a, like a student film where they haven't quite got a knack for like a quick, a quick cut, you know, and it just lingered in a way that I was like, okay, we're like, we need to, they're just sitting there like we need to move on to the next and I noticed it as I was watching. And that did take me out of it. I will say to its credit, though, I was, I strongly disagree with you, Matt. I think the jokes were hitting. I was laughing so much. I didn't have very many people in my theater, but I was one of the only people laughing. So maybe it just was not as general humor as, or maybe the humor was specific to me. You know, maybe it, it didn't work in other ways for other people, but... Yeah, I will say I I I was I was a little bit disappointed.
1: Uh, yeah, I would agree with uh, some of what you guys said. I will fall more on the negative side. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I will say I'm a fan of Diablo Cody overall. Um, I'm not like the biggest fan, but um, I like Jennifer's body and Tully quite a bit. Um, and Juno, I guess I haven't seen Juno in a long time. Uh blanking on what else she's really done. But um
0: young adults.
1: Oh yeah, that too. That, that's one? good. I prefer Tully. the other ones that I yeah, totally. Er, yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, for this one, I think uh the issue with it for me mainly was like the story and um I thought it got like really bogged down in the end. Like I was just like dying for this thing to end the last 20 minutes or so. <laughs> Um, and in regards to the humor, I didn't think it was very funny, my audience, I actually saw this earlier this afternoon, cause I'm still on a uh, paternity leave. And, uh, I, we had a few older women in my crowd and they were reacting to it. Like it was, you know, they were watching Austin Powers for the first time 25 years ago, um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were getting a kick out of some of the, I guess, raunchy humor in this movie. Um, but yeah, for me, I think the jokes fell pretty flat. They felt very written. And I know that that's kind of Diablo Cody's thing. But if, if they feel written and they don't hit, then they just, they like really stand out as falling flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I didn't really care for like the nostalgia or like the callbacks really to the era Uh, I kind of liked what it was going for but again a lot of that stuff just felt like forced or just like one thing that I didn't really like was I forget what brand of gum it was but it was like oh let's make a reference to an, an old like brand of gum and it's just I don't know it felt like there was no purpose to that other than to just like point it out and that's when that stuff is like that's like a bad example of um nostalgia where it just is literally showing, it, but doesn't really add anything to the movie. Um, It did, yeah, it did feel like an homage to uh, some like 80s movies, and it definitely felt like Tim Burton-esque. It it had a like uh, Edward Scissorhands feel to it, just like the town and some of the the way the characters acted and then um, the the creature. Yeah, his
0: mannerisms a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. the same thing.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I guess I liked the way it, it looked and like the aesthetic of it. Like I I really liked the uh the house, like the exterior of it. They made a point to show that a couple times. That was a that highlight. Very pink house. <laughs> <laughs> uh the music was decent. It felt a little obvious or on the nose, but some some bangers in there. And um not that I really care or will like take too much away from it for this, but um, I thought the like effects in this movie looked atrocious. Anytime they use CG, it just looked way fake. For example, uh, like when there's a character that pukes in in one moment, and that just looked so fake. And there was at least one or two other instances where it just it looked really bad
0: i wasn't bothered by like the cg i was a little bothered by like it it, i think paris called it a student film like it definitely the direction i think is the weak the weak link in this movie you can feel that it's low budget there's a certain charm to it but at the same time like it, it doesn't look very good oftentimes. There's some awkward, like, two-shot, like, reverse-shot conversations that kind of, like, Paris, that kind of linger too long. And I don't know about you guys, but I, this feels like a movie that has maybe been sitting on the shelf for, like, a couple of years or something, and they just kind of, like, dumped it in February finally. Like, I don't know when production was completed on this film but like the two leads look how i remember them looking like four or five years ago did you guys like the the lead she was in like detective pikachu i mean, a wild
2: thing to say about cole sprouse because uh he looked dead for most of it <laughs> so what do you mean
0: but Well, I mean, he had makeup on, but just age wise, like it, it, I get the impression that this was made like a couple years ago. I don't know if that is true or not, but especially with the lead, Catherine Newton or whatever, like she looks just like, I remember her looking, like I said, like four or five years ago and it was just in
2: 2022.
0: Okay. So it's probably just the budget that was giving me those vibes. Um, I mean, you know, they're playing high school kids and, you know, the the makeup and stuff, I guess, would make them look younger. But um, I did, I liked the nostalgia elements of it as far as, like, its, like, playfulness with, like, the structures of movies of the time. What I did find to be a little cloying and annoying was, like, the constant... Pop culture references like when you watch Those movies in the 80s Like you might see a band shirt or a poster On the wall but you don't have characters Going like you know Oh have you heard this song oh my god this is The cure it'll change your life you know What I mean like they weren't referential In that way so the fact that this Movie has so many pop culture References
2: More to like
1: uh, I actually did like the cure joke though (laughs)
0: Well, it's not the joke <laughs> itself that I had an issue with. That was just of, the first thing that out came of all to the mind. jokes,
1: that was one of the ones that actually <laughs> worked for me. Where she was like, "It won't really like cure you, but in a
0: way, it might." Like, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't mind that. That was just the first reference that popped into my head. It just it did feel a little forced. Like the you, I you know, there's like
2: was a reference to Garden State specifically.
0: To oh. garden stay because of the, the yeah the, when the
2: natalie portman says like the, the smiths, smiths thing they'll ch- they'll change your life or save your life or whatever the fuck she says i thought that that moment was a reference to that that sort of like manic pixie you know like she's his manic pixie but like she's alive and he's dead i don't know
0: they're similar i don't know if that was it, maybe it was. A, felt, a t-
2: if it wasn't a nod to it, then it was just a blatant ripoff because the lines like exactly this the line and scene are like exactly the same, except you know one of the parties is dead or whatever.
0: I mean, the joke is completely different. Like, well, there's not a joke. It's not a joke in Garden State, but you just mean saying the like, oh, it'll change your life. That's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of that stuff, but I did like the, um, so for example, like the trope of like uh, the, the cheerleader uh, prep type, like this kind of inverses what you would expect from that character in this movie, uh, who is the lead sister. She's like constantly trying to like, you know, build up her sister and she's like complimenting her and she's sweet and nice all the time. It's kind of a, the inverse of like the villain character that you would typically get in this type of underdog movie where the cheerleader is like the bully and is like mean and horrible and you're rooting against her. And you also have like the, the aloof father figure. You have the like neurotic kind of crazy mother. What did you guys think of Carla? Um, is it Cugino? Um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but um, she's been in a ton of movies. What did you guys think of her as the mom? She's definitely going for it. Like it's it's an over the top role, but it was one of my favorite parts.
2: Yeah, I mean, I felt like she was chewing the scenery, but I thought that that felt very in place. Given like, I feel like that's the whole point of this movie. Like, it is pretty campy. It is pretty bold and wild, and I feel like she fit in there very well. I feel like I really liked that all of the the tropiness of it like the basic story like yeah it was still tropy and cliched but it sort of subverted what I thought was going to happen or what I thought like I thought oh she is going to go into a psych ward and like earlier when they talked about being like her being a nurse at the psych hospital I was like oh she's going to have to go to the psych ward and figure that out blah 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 because we've seen that a million times but like Oh, no, she just murders her. Like, that. that's such a... Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> um, but I, I felt like that sort of subverted that. And then I like how... Gosh, I am getting into spoilers now. Um, well, since I already spoiled that bit, I like how they don't cover it up that well. Like, it's very obvious. And that's sort of the way that plays out in the rest of the movie.
0: Yeah, and it's also kind of fun because we get the impression that this is like a pretty small town, and the, the you know, the cops are probably like, don't have a ton of resources, and like it makes sense that even though like their crime was so like messy and like, stupid, that it still does take a while for them to actually get like caught. Um, so I did I like that more stuff. Than a
2: few days, though, really, like like within a week, I feel like this movie. Is over. like it takes place within like a week, right? Yeah,
0: it's a pretty short amount of time.
2: Yeah, so like by the end of the week, I mean, their 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 goose is cooked.
0: Well, I just like how committed to the bit the movie is. Like it's 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 more like outrageous than I thought it was. Like in particular, there's a scene towards the end that involves uh, dismemberment. We'll say that I was like, oh wow, that's really going there, <laughs> is it? Like, <laughs> and what
2: a choice of words.
0: I thought it was a uh, pretty funny <laughs> and um, you know, it's, it's not afraid to be silly. What I do, what I will say is that I do feel like it lacks like a certain earnestness that those certain eighties movies had that were like, even when you rewatch them now, like they may be like kind of cringy and over the top and, but they're like, honest with like the emotions that they're going for this movie is so like goofy that it's almost like i don't know too rooted in nostalgia and like being a satire homage whatever you want to call it that it just kind of like never really uh excels or exceeds its its premise but it's fun it is something i will say though that i probably won't revisit you know what i mean like maybe i'll watch it again down the road no
1: shot No shot for you. No shot. I get what you're saying. I mean, it's fine. It's like you could do a lot worse than this movie, but yeah, for me, I just I don't know. There's much better options out there that are trying to do this kind of thing, and yeah, I mean, we haven't touched on it too much, but I would be curious what you guys thought of the actual like story and ending of it because I thought there wasn't much there to really like keep me going.
0: Oh yeah, you you mentioned that like the last twenty minutes you were just like couldn't wait for it to end. Well, Um, it really
1: felt like the ending was being dragged out. But then, like I just think back to the plot of the movie, and I don't know, it just didn't like it wasn't that engaging for me. Yeah, I was riding on everything else but the story.
0: (laughs) It's a very simple premise. Like if you really think about it, there's really not a whole. Like, the actual story beats that happen, not a whole lot happens. It definitely feels padded. I mean, this movie's only, like, 100 minutes. Um, I felt the length a little bit. So, like, from a plot standpoint, there is really not a whole lot that happens. I mean, I think you're more so supposed to try to be endeared by, like, the jokes and the characters and just the silliness of it. Um, The plot is definitely slight, for sure.
1: Well, and I also feel like this would appeal more to females, this movie, in general.
0: And I think it, it skews younger, too. Like, it's a PG-13 yeah. movie, but... I don't know. I was kind of getting, like, YA vibes from it a little bit. Um, especially with, like, the like the animated sequences. That's not really... A, like YA but like I was not a huge fan of like the opening sequence and the the ending like the sex scene that they film in in the same style I was like eh, I wasn't a huge fan of that aesthetic Too too Tim Burton-esque but like a cheap like a knockoff version of it you know yeah Yeah. I I will
2: say I liked the introductory story as animated and I loved her weird dream that looked like it could have been directed by john walter waters like it, it that like that was so interesting but the actual sex scene i was like oh this clearly was to get it down to a pg-13 rating which is something that diablo cody said that she learned from jennifer's body is like she wanted to make it more accessible because that was such a a critical failure when it first came out um i i did want to go back but to has been
1: reappraised about- since then
2: Well, right, it's become a cult classic, so, you know, who knows, but um, I did want to go back to what you were saying about YA, because I I think 100% that is the vibe I'm getting here, it's very YA, and to that extent, I feel like it does feel like some of your goofier, like, John Hughes 80s films, like your weird sciences, Mm -hmm. or something like that, where you just have to kind of go along with it, like, there's magic, essentially, like, Lightning strikes, and that makes magic, basically. Um, or, like, even, like, more more newer, warm bodies. Like, it felt like it had that kind of similar vibe. But I will say it's interesting that you guys talk about it being padded, because I think that, like, conceptually, it's super interesting. Or, or super, like, a refresh take on all that I said, plus Frankenstein, plus, you know... Um, oh my gosh, Uh, like uh, Heather's, where they're like murdering people, and it's just sort of like building up to all of this, and you're like, where could this even go, and it ends in this like huge way, like all of these ones from the 80s and more newer, but I I, I think that you're right that it didn't have enough meat and substance, unlike some of those other ones, and some of the ones I, I talked about, like, you know, your weird sciences especially, like there is a lot of filling in there, but I just feel like yeah, it didn't quite ever live up to the promise or premise of like any of those. Any of those movies that it was sort of aping, I guess.
0: Yeah. And I think the the great irony of Diablo Cody learning her lesson the first time is that I think this movie has also been a huge disappointment at the box office and I don't think that the cult like I, I I don't envision this movie being going through the same reappraisal that Jennifer's body has no. gone through, and even <laughs> then, like I know, like in our circle, Jennifer's body is like, you know, iconic and it's really good and it's subversive and funny. Haley and I w- had a drink before him, uh, before we saw this movie, and the the guy asked us what movie we were seeing, and we said Lisa Frankenstein, blah blah. blah and we we mentioned. Uh, Diablo Cody and Haley mentioned Jennifer's body, and the kid had never even heard of Jennifer's body, like not even not seen it like he didn't even know what it was, so I feel like it's kind of hard to gauge like the cultural like cachet of some of these movies that like well that's you that's hundred percent
1: fair because uh you know generations you after us guy. don't give a shit about movies.
2: Yeah. Plus, like one kid <laughs> at the fucking movie theater didn't know Jennifer's body. So but I, feel I mean, like I get
1: what you're saying, Matt.
2: There's, a bit there's. A...
0: Well, we know this guy, and he he loves movies. He's really into. Oh, movies. okay. Like every time so we go not in just there, he's like a
1: casual normie. Right. Okay. Well,
0: he might be a normie. I don't know much about his taste <laughs> in movies, but he he called himself like I think he might even be like studying it at, like a community college Ooh, or a western or something.
2: What a something.
0: fucking loser. So like, granted, he's probably I would I would peg him as probably like 23, 22, you 23, would peg him? you know. Matt, I'd peg him, Matt. yeah. <laughs> 23-year-old Matt would he, peg him, yeah.
1: He should know what Jennifer's body is then.
0: But I, Just, would he though? Like that's what I'm saying. Like maybe it's not as like ubiquitous well, the point as I thought of it might be.
2: something being a cult classic is not everyone knows about it, right? Like he's 23. He's like you know 10 years younger than y'all
1: yeah but i feel like that movie has a pretty decent profile even if it was like you know critically like it wasn't like shat upon right it was just like kind of middling reviews it was yeah
0: pretty panned when it and not many out. people saw it
1: but it just it seems like a higher profile movie because of megan fox diablo cody I mean that's about it but
0: Well at the time that didn't mean much. The Diablo Cody. Cuz that oh, was on. pre that was, was that pre Fox Juno or post Juno.
1: Lit the world on fire
0: when she that was hit post, the screen. for sure. Yeah, well, I fucking fizzled <laughs> out with uh, <laughs> uh shortly after.
2: Well, I guess so that was I that was... don't know. I mean, I, this will mean more to y'all, but Jennifer's body currently has 130,000 reviews.
1: Reviews on Letterbox?
2: Yeah, sorry, on Letterbox. Is that yeah. a lot? Is that a little? Like, I don't know.
0: That is a lot, but it's also on a movie app. You know, like it's... it's.
2: Right, that's what I'm saying, cult classic. Like, just because some fucking jabroni that works at your movie theater that calls himself a movie nerd who's 23, doesn't know about it, doesn't mean it's not a part of, like, the cultural zeitgeist.
0: Well, no, it is. I think I just maybe... I might have potentially... I mean, a small sample size, one guy, right? But, like, I, I feel like... I maybe underestimated how well-known that movie is. Because I was aware of it even at the time, even though I didn't see it until much later. Granted, it came out when I was a teenager, but it's probably just an age thing, but I don't know. I want to
1: say I saw it in theaters, but around that time, I was seeing like everything in the theater.
0: So so you probably did and just don't remember?
1: Yeah. Because I definitely saw it around the time it came out, and I want to say it was in the theater.
0: Yeah, that movie has a 5.5 5 on IMDb. Out of Spocked. ten. Yeah.
2: It's got a 3.4 on Letterboxd.
0: Damn, that's lower than I would have thought. Well. Anyway, I the point being, I don't I don't see this movie having the same. Potential as a cult film. Yeah, your
1: point being is that we're talking about another movie because this movie sucks and there's nothing to talk about. (laughs) It doesn't (laughs) suck. suck. No, it's just it is. I I would say
2: it. That's a good way of putting it. There's not enough to talk about. Like there's there's not enough meat. It's a lot of fluff and not all of the fluff worked. Like I thought the stylization was really neat. Like I really loved the like the pink and green lighting. Mm-hmm. And that stuff was cool. And like when she's tripping or the dream sequence, like all of the weird stuff, I thought that was awesome. And like some of the really interesting parts, like when he's playing piano and she's just like dancing for him. Like I thought that was so funny.
0: It's the movie's at its best when it embraces how silly it is, you know?
2: Yeah, the silly weirdness. Yeah.
0: Definitely. But those moments are so like. Sporadic that it definitely, uh, it's 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 pretty good in fits and starts and overall, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, you know, a fair amount, but you know, for a movie I had zero expectations for, I mean, you know, it ended up being you know a movie that i didn't regret my time but is not yep. something could do that... worse things with your time yeah <laughs> <laughs> but am i like you know oh I can't, i'm so glad i saw it uh, not really but
2: y'all this was my first uh 2024 movie of the year
0: i think it was mine too I th- i'd have to i have to check uh, uh i think it's
1: my yeah, my first 2024 movie of the year, yep.
0: Oh, yeah, starting the year uh, off with uh, a bang. Oh,
2: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was all trying right. to say uh, that we're starting the year off right,
0: but... <laughs> all right, we're going to wrap it up, or...
1: People, people will give this, um, you know, star ratings all over the board, but I would say this movie, you know, its lowest point is, like, a two, and its, like, absolute highest is, like, a four.
0: Yeah, I, I have a couple of mutuals on Letterboxd, too, like... I have two two friends who gave it four point five, and I'm like, eh, that's. But they were like, oh, this movie was made for me. It's hilarious. Like, I, I really do feel like your enjoyment kind of boils down to how funny you found it. It sounds like you liked it the most of the three of us, Paris, and it's probably because you thought it, you found it funnier than we did. You know.
2: Yeah, the humor did hit for me. Although I will say, like, it was interesting how much the humor hit for me and how many of the in between parts. I was sort of taken out of the movie like I I, I recall literally thinking during the middle like is this cut weird like what's wrong with this like it it felt off and it could be that those were just like jokes that weren't hitting for me but it didn't feel like that it felt like things were just not quite It, it seemed like someone who didn't know what they were doing and let's be honest, you know, first time director, Nepo baby, you know, jack off hands in your general direction. Am I right, Matt?
0: <laughs> Got him. Well, it's also, I I, I do think you're to something though, <laughs> that the middle third, I think is the weakest yes. structurally. Like I, w- I felt it, I felt the time. I was like, okay, can we get along little doggy? And then it picked up in the last like 20, 30 minutes. And I actually really enjoyed like, The end stretch of it, I think so. I really. Yeah, to be honest,
2: Travis, I'm with Matt. I didn't understand what you meant when you said the last bit dragged. I was like, that's some of the most exciting stuff. That's when it truly. This was like Return
1: of the King with how many endings there was.
3: What? No, (laughs) No, get out of here. For
1: me, as
2: soon as as soon as they go to that house where they find people. That is the point where it fully just exits reality. It goes off the rails. Things go batshit. And I love that. That's when I was like, when the movie leans into that weirdness, I think that's where it's its strength. It does feel like a, like I kept, I kept feeling that Heather's vibe where like, Heather's is another movie where essentially there's very little plot. It's sort of a crazy movie where you have to just kind of go along with it. There's a lot going on. And basically they're like, we're doing murder, lol, right? But because there's so much weirdness in Heather that you're constantly like, what the fuck? It keeps you going. And I feel like that ending bit, that's that's where it was. Honestly, anytime he got in that tanning bed, I was like, let's do more of this.
0: I love the tanning <laughs> bed. Yeah, it's so stupid too, right? Like that's such oh, a well, fucking exactly. stupid. And did you guys thing.
2: see it was called the Kiss of Life?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. If the whole movie went for that tone, it would be it would be a, a much better, more enjoyable experience.
2: Well, I think it's trying to, but it's just not quite, not quite doing that.
0: Well, it takes a while for her to like fully like kind of go off the rails and like she's for the the first little bit of it. She's like trying to hide him and she's still like timid. It's not until she like decides like, Oh yeah, this makes me cool. Like murdering these people that are an annoyance to me. <laughs> like, and she starts like, it's an interesting thing to do with your main character because she kind of becomes more unlikable evil. as the movie she kind goes of becomes on. Evil you know, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and she's like becomes more arrogant and she's more outgoing, and it makes the movie more fun. But again, it's like an interesting play on you know the character roles from movies of that era, where she turns you know it's like the reverse of like the quiet nerd. Blossoming story. She like instead of blossoming mm-hmm. into like a preppy, popular girl, she kind of does that, but she turns into like a, a literal murderer, who is you know yeah, falling in of love like with the corpse be,
2: be the most, the big, the best version of yourself, right? Don't be quiet. Be be loud and proud. And for her. That isn't, like, becoming this, like, beautiful, cool, popular girl. It's, like, becoming this, like, goth witch, crazy-ass bitch. And, like, I kind of love that for her. <laughs> like, I kind of love that.
0: I Before we wrap up, I want to say my favorite scene, maybe not my favorite, one of my favorites was early on uh, the party scene where her sister... Is like oh I can't tell anybody but I can tell you I trust you and then by the end of her story like they just keep adding more and more people who are like listening to her story. I thought that was a funny like visual gag um, where they just kept adding spectators um, mm-hmm. and just the way she told that story was really funny and the way it's stylized too like the whole like axe murder scene. Okay, so was speaking pretty funny. of that
2: story, without spoiling anything i how do i not spoil this the axe murderer thing i don't feel like it was resolved and i sort of felt like it should have been and i looked online and i couldn't find anything about it like i i just like am i crazy like do you guys know what i mean
0: No I think it was intentionally Like over the top Do you mean like you thought that was supposed to be Like a stylized version of Events but it never actually Like says what really happened Is that what you mean
2: No I just mean that that Is a very uh, Unusual thing to happen Yeah it feels (laughs) like that should Come back in a way And it doesn't
0: I kind of like that it didn't. Like, if anything, uh, a a different movie, like the the tropey thing, would have been like, "Oh my God, I heard so and so, her family got murdered by an axe murderer, and then it turns out like, you know, it was like a mugging gone wrong or something." You know, like the a different movie would be like, "Here's this outrageous story that has spiraled out of control, and here's the truth." But well, I, I feel like we're meant to believe that happened, be- right?
2: No, 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 that's not, and that's not what I meant. I wanted the murder us to find out because things seemed a little sus i wanted the ax murder to be one of our main characters
0: oh you thought it was like a like a loose like story thread or something
2: like, yes i felt like it was that's a great way of putting it i felt like it was a loose story thread that was never resolved i see
0: okay i i mean i didn't i didn't feel that way if anything i thought it was just kind of going for there to play as a, for a joke you know yeah same Like what you mean?
2: Funny.
0: I mean, I thought that scene was funny.
2: Really? (laughs) A little bit. Oh.
1: You
0: sick fuck.
2: Yeah. What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Send me back to the digest. That's fine. All right. You guys want to drop stars? Yes. All right. Um. You know this is probably going to seem high, uh, based on the conversation, but I'm I'm going three point five on this one.
2: That's hilarious. I'm also
0: a three point five. Oh yeah.
1: I am gonna be at a two star.
0: Two? Oh, you grinch. Oh no, my I knew man. that as soon as
2: he said two I am before, a I was like, he's <laughs> at a two. He didn't mind <laughs> <like> it. <laughs> I do <knew> it. <laughs> And then the you were like, I don't think I'm going to rewatch it. And Travis said, I'm two? definitely never going to it.
0: Definitely. Way. No way, Jose. <laughs> not
2: even a thought in my mind. <laughs> and then we were like talking about the other Diablo Cody. And he's like, that's right, because this movie's trash. Of course it's a two, man. <laughs> All the signs were there.
0: <laughs> Damn. I know. I know. It's not that bad, though. That seems a little hard. It's not, but it's also not that good.
2: <laughs> I mean, obviously, I disagree. I gave it a 3.5. But what are you going to do? Dang. not for travis you as he said so eloquently it's probably a movie that's more like for females so
0: mm-hmm.
2: Matt, you and i you know <laughs> yeah more we're the that, females more in, this, uh, in this yeah. group
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right cool well that was uh lisa frankenstein uh we'll go ahead take a quick break we will reconvene listeners you won't even know you were gone we'll be right back all right, we are back. We're going to go ahead and transition into what else we've been watching. But a little tease, real quick. Uh, we are going to go over uh, the Oscars, the picks. Each of us are going to pick who we think is going to win. Some of the categories, we'll go over what the stakes are. Very low stakes, but should be fun. So I forgot to mention that at the top of the show. But we will be doing that at the end of the show. So before we talk about the Oscars, Travis, what have you been watching, bud? You go first.
1: Uh, I've been watching some stuff. Um, So my new thing is, um, now that I'm a parent and um, watching movies in one chunk can be a little difficult. So what I have been doing is re-watching stuff. And um, I don't actually log all of my rewatches now. Oh shit. Partly partly wow. because of me watching them in chunks. Oh wow, sure. So but with that said, one of the rewatches I want to talk about, I did log, and it's Paris, Texas. Uh, I've talked about this movie multiple times on the show before, so I will keep it brief. But um Still a banger, an American classic. Uh, Paris, I don't think you've seen this, and you definitely need to...
2: I watched it with Matt when we lived together. Oh, you did Mm -hmm. watch it with him.
1: Oh. Mm -hmm. Do you have it logged on Letterboxd? Maybe I didn't... Maybe I missed...
2: She might not have been on on Letterboxd yet.
1: Oh, okay. So you have seen it, though. Thoughts?
2: Yeah. I remember liking it. I also remember it being more...
1: Oh, no, you did log it. He gave it four stars
2: yeah yeah that's that that still seems about right
1: it is a beautiful movie yes it is um a feast for thine eyes um but yeah i think there's a lot of story there as well um i think it's a uh pretty i mean it's kind of bittersweet in a sense but yeah i just i just love the um There's just like so many beautiful moments and um, it just, yeah, it just feels very like authentic and just like a kind of like a portrait of America. And um, it's kind of crazy that it was uh, directed by a foreigner. I mean, it it has like a, a weird feel to it at times and that might be um, just coming from a director who's, you know, not from here but um yeah i don't there's something about this movie it's it's a little slow but like i don't know i could just i could have it on like all day every day even though it i mean it is sad but um it just has like this pull to it that i love
0: i need to watch again i've still only seen it the one time that that was my one watch it was with paris
2: wow. oh i thought you had seen it before that
0: no Mm I had owned the Blu-ray, the Criterion, for several years before that, but had not watched it up to that point.
2: Damn, those were the days. Matt's room at that time was bigger than my apartment is now. It's not no, an uh, over-exaggeration. Really? That is not a joke. I mean, that was
0: a big room, but...
2: Yeah, it was a living room. Oh, yeah, Matt had the penthouse bedroom. suite. And y'all had bedrooms as well, the closet that were your closets.
0: Wait, we, no, we watched that at your place. Like, well, not your place. I mean, when we lived together, but yeah, you're talking about the, the bedroom Seattle at the West Seattle, Seattle house. house, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That oh, bedroom wasn't that big. There's massive. no way your
0: whole apartment could fit in that bedroom.
2: Girl, you have not been to my apartment in I- the box. <laughs> There's no way that room was more
0: than like 250 square feet tops.
2: It was more than that.
0: The bedroom was more yes. than two hundred fifty square feet. I don't yes. know. Dude, let's pull up the okay. Zillow. Let's check the okay. let's check the floor <laughs> plan. <laughs> All right. But anyway, okay, yeah, that is the only time I had seen it was, was that. Uh yeah.
1: I didn't have too much to add, but it's uh yeah, it's a banger. And even though I mean it is like well known, I think, in the uh like film nerd community, but I still feel like it's pretty underseen.
2: Do you think Matt's uh movie usher would
1: have seen it? That is a great test. Matt, you need to go back.
0: I'll you should ask him, ask him next yeah. time you see him. Yeah. Uh cool. Okay. Paris, Texas, huge. Um, let me see. What do I want to talk about? Oh, I finally caught up with don't worry, darling. Um, I think I texted you guys, yeah, yeah. right? Um uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something about like it's, it's just as stupid as everybody said it was, I think, was the gist of it.
2: I believe the shit was in there as well. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. Well, I so I was actually enjoying it um a fair amount in the first half. Um I think it's, you know, it it's well directed for the most part. I think Florence Pugh is really good. And I I liked the suspense of it and the mystery kind of the the dystopian like weird cult sci-fi vibe it has going for it i thought was pretty cool and then the movie like reveals itself and you find out what's actually going on and it's just so fucking dumb and there's like the whole movie just falls apart when you think about it for more than two seconds i was like in disbelief at some of the shit that was happening in the final like 40 minutes or so and Haley felt very similarly she actually liked the first half even more than I did she was like this is a banger and then by the end of it she was like yeah I still liked it but pretty stupid so we, we were both uh on board there um Paris I don't know what you remember about it but you this is one of your patented five star, uh, patented you, five star movies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's
1: the thing. Explain yourself. <laughs> this movie is not five
2: stars. I was going based off of enjoyment. And I left the movie and I was like I loved it. Looking back there is a lot of problematic issues. I still liked it overall. But like for me it's probably more like a four-ish i still really liked it though i maintain that Hmm. is it a five no i'm trying to be this year i'm trying to be more like you can like something but if it's not good does it deserve to be a five (laughs) that's fair
1: i think yeah on the surface on the surface it's solid but yeah like once it reveals itself it it really just kind of deflates
0: yeah, kind of bad casting too. Like, what the fuck is Nick Kroll doing in this movie? What the fuck is Harry Styles doing? I mean, I know what Harry Styles is doing in the well, movie. Well, we know. fucking Harry Olivia Wilde. Nick Kroll in particular is like, get the fuck out of this movie. Like, what are you? Why are you here? I did like Chris Pine, but.
2: Chris Pine makes an excellent cult leader like truly and deeply i joined that cult yeah same. i was just about to say like i would follow that man to the ends of the earth i would strap myself up and be like hook me into the matrix my you guy. would drink his kool-aid oh yeah Baytime. i'm like we're going to heaven in a spaceship <laughs> see you later <laughs> so do
0: we all agree then that he is the best chris blockbuster chris uh no, over I always evans thought and hemsworth yeah evans you're you're evans over pine
2: i am a marvel gal in my heart and i think that pine is great pine is right up there but evans will always just be
0: a little bit higher no way well you evans forgot the fourth captain Chris. america you forgot pratt <laughs> pratt hemsworth well, i did pratt
2: I didn't forget Pratt. Travis forgot Pratt. Oh, how the mighty have fallen? (laughs) If we were talking 10, 15 years ago, Pratt, Pratt, Pratt all day. But once he divorced his wife, said that his disabled child was, like, not as worthy of, quote, God's love as his child that he had after that with Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. I just, like, lost all
1: yikes faith in
0: him. yeah he's a he's a fraud but have you guys seen uh that parks and rec blooper where he makes the kim kardashian joke
1: oh yeah well, that's it, so fucking funny. He, I mean, yeah him on that show is his peak. he's oh peak comedy. Like, yeah.
2: like he the line where where they're like i'm googling your symptoms and he goes <laughs> leslie i think you have 404 bad connection yeah he like... improvised that <laughs> like that's so funny <laughs> But he also sucks as a person, therefore, you have to... I don't know enough about the other Chris's, and I don't want to know.
1: I think Chris Pine might be doing the more interesting stuff these days, or... Maybe he's been in, in the past.
0: All, yeah, motherfucker yeah. was in Snow... Oh, no, Evans was in Snowpiercer. God damn it. I was about to put one <laughs> in the pine <laughs> corner, but that's fucking... No, Chris
2: Evans, I've been in love with him since he was in Not Another Teen Movie when I was literally 13. Oh, barf. So, like, he will always be... He was in uh, Scott Pilgrim, which was, like, my second favorite movie of all time. Like, Chris Evans will always... All the Marvel... Like, he's just... He's just, every interview with him, I'm like, am I in love with you? And I don't even like adult male blondes. Okay, you guys? I don't trust them. I don't think anyone else should. But, like, come on. Give me a break.
0: I don't know. I'm a pine guy. I mean, his his Captain Kirk is huge. His, uh...
2: His Captain Kirk isn't even the alpha on the ship. Spock is the one that gets Power all the ladies. Water. Captain Kirk's a yeah. fucking beta sigma bitch. What no, in he's his great. own fucking series? He's okay? also
0: the voice of Peter Parker in the Spider Verse
2: movies. I, I will marvel give head. You that. But here's the thing. But here's the <laughs> thing. He is only the voice of the Peter Parker that dies. Okay, you know who's the better voice of the better Peter Parker? Jake Johnson. Who's That's the true. best of all the people we've talked about?
0: Well. <laughs>
1: Debatable, but that is debatable. <laughs> uh, there's also only
0: one Chris in uh, wet, hot American summer 10 years later. That is Chris Pine, another one in his corner. And uh, like Travis said, Hell or High Water. Oh, he's oh, he's in fucking really like first that. day at camp too. Didn't like what, wet, hot American summer,
2: hell or high water.
0: Oh, How really? Oh, that movie's that's I know man. we've
2: had a whole ass com- I'm pretty sure we talked about this on the show a million years ago when it came out. Like, it's fine, it's fine. I didn't hate it. I just found it silly. Yeah.
0: I mean, listen, if we're going based off of (laughs) discography, Jesus, filmography strength, Chris Evans, I think, takes it. But just sheer charm and bravado and good looks, it's Chris Pine all the way. If I'm getting a beer with one of these motherfuckers, I'm getting a beer with Chris Pine every time. 100%.
2: No
0: way. That's how I judge most things.
2: What? <laughs>
0: We're not talking about Jake Johnson. That is true, though. You Jake
1: Johnson up was, was in Drinking Buddies.
2: And Jake Johnson was in that one movie about the spaceship in the wanted ad.
0: Uh, Safety Not Guaranteed.
2: Safety Not Guaranteed, Drinking Buddies, New Jake Girl. Johnson's in that movie?
0: Oh yeah, he is in that yeah. movie.
2: Yeah. He also has a great podcast, like Jake Johnson can get Didn't he it. just
1: direct a movie that came out on Hulu?
2: Yeah, I'm really excited to see it. It looks really good. He did. Very meta. I think that's going to be not maybe my, on my top 10, but it's going to be a high-ranked movie. It's going to be a five. You're pre-watching <laughs> it in your top 10? <laughs> no, I said it's not going to be in my top 10, you guys. Oh my but God. it's going to be a five. <laughs> I feel like I totally hijacked your uh, y'all's. Recounting of movies. I don't even know what you're
0: Christmas, talking but... about, but I'll have to, I'll have to look it up.
2: Matt, I'll send it to
0: you. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Don't worry,
1: darling. Sweet. Fuck it. Uh, another thing I watched. Uh, I texted you guys uh, a few days ago and uh, said that having the theater to yourself with uh, a significant other or buddy is the best thing in the world. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah stand by that and uh chelsea and i went and saw the taste of things and we were the only two people in the theater and uh it was a very enjoyable experience the movie itself i did like quite a bit uh i feel like it's like exactly what you expect in a sense like the uh the preparation of food and just like the uh the details of it and how it's all shot like it's a very like food porn-esque movie i think that's kind of like how it's being sold
3: mm-hmm. um
1: yeah that that part really hits also the like love story romance aspect is also really strong but the story itself i feel like was also uh, a little lacking and um maybe it was a little too long it was two hours and 15 minutes and um feel like it could have been trimmed up and i still would have had the same still would have had the same effect on me but um yeah overall really liked it wouldn't have made my top 10 or anything last year but um definitely worth the watch
0: nice i'll probably still try to catch up with that one it, it's playing at the local indie theater here with um the teacher's lounge which i would probably pick teacher's lounge first i think it seems it seems more interesting to me but um, well I actually I took
1: Chelsea to this movie, kind of like on a whim, as like a surprise because she's a total foodie. Yeah, and, uh, she she loved it. So
0: nice. Okay, I am excited that to was see a it. Win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i It's just a matter of if I can get there before it goes away, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, I, I don't you'll know prioritize
1: like. one over the other, but
0: probably yeah. And I think well, and Haley, I think also wasn't super interested in the taste of things, but is interested in teacher's lounge. So we'll see though.
2: question is Travis, were you eating like food while you watched it? Or were you doing it just like raw dog? Did you get a corn?
0: Um, Fasting.
1: We actually brought some snacks into the theater. Oh my God.
0: I mean, we had it to ourselves.
1: Like a
2: full roast turkey. We got comfy.
0: (laughs) Bag of spaghetti. I Not that
2: long ago, I watched... Uh, two women bring blankets and pillows to a movie theater, and this was not one that had reclining seats. And I was like, "That's just a wild like, what do you do?" I've
0: seen world? several people do that.
2: Movie etiquette. Isn't it's
1: crazy. usually theaters that have recliners. People want to get extra cozy. Extra cozy,
2: like, yeah. That I I can at least understand, but this was just like a regular ass theater with like you may not even be able to put. Hey, theaters
1: get cold. Um, <laughs> Haley would agree with you it, Poor it's circulation <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Like Okay anyway well, My point is I think it would have been fine if you brought in A whole roast chicken to see specifically That movie because it's like On theme it's like part of your costume you
1: know Yeah I'm pretty sure they encourage that They have signs up at the theater yeah.
0: Costco rotisserie chicken <laughs> with every ticket purchase <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you just pick one up at the <laughs> well real that's quick while
2: what ha- when you have a list, that's that's what you're allowed to do. It
0: comes with it a monthly rotisserie. That would be pretty sweet if that was true. Unfortunately. It's a bit. Um real quick while we're on the topic of movie etiquette. When when Haley and I saw Lisa Frankenstein, we were the first ones to buy tickets. Um And when we were getting our drink beforehand, I pulled up the Regal app so I could see like if anybody else had bought tickets. And there were the only other tickets that had been sold were in our row, but two seats down from us. So I was like, ah, whatever. It's like, you know, it's fine. They left two gap seats. Uh, Fine. Right. So we get there a little late. Uh, They're already there. And one of them is in the seat right next to where we're supposed to be sitting. No, and so as we walk up, she goes, "Are we in your seat?" And Haley goes, "No," and in the inside, I'm screaming, "Yes! What are you doing? Why, why
2: did Haley say no? <laughs> because it
0: wasn't. It was a completely empty row, so we just sat one seat over. So we had one but they gap
2: were seat in your seat.
0: Yes, and Haley said she heard them talking about like people not sitting in the seats they're supposed to be in." And I don't know if she heard correctly or not, but inside I was screaming like, are you fucking kidding me? You have the audacity to be in the wrong seats and complain about other people not sitting in the right seats. Like I was fuming it ended up being fine, but it's like in an empty theater, you're really going to pick seats that close and not be in the right fucking seat. Like get out of town. If somebody else showed never, up, that's, that would have been my nightmare, which I, I have lived always through.
2: always just sit in the seat. I'm assigned. Yeah. If, If it's gone through the previews, if the movie started and no one else is around, I might shift over one. Like if there's like, if there's like a bunch of people on one side and a gap on the other, I might do that. But honestly, I don't like to do that either because I got to lift up all my stuff. And then what if the, what if there is someone sitting there and the person comes? Like, it's just, just sit where you're assigned.
0: So society is supposed to work.
2: I don't go to theaters anymore unless I get good seats. Because you can pick them out beforehand, so like, yeah, I'm gonna sit where I was fucking, where I purposely chose. I lined up the seat to the screen. Right. Ugh.
0: Society is going down the shitter. I think we all we can all agree, right? It's just uh, it's I fucking agree. wild out there. <laughs> it is wild. People don't know how to act anymore. Um. Anyway, so the taste of things. What did mm-hmm. you end up rating it?
1: Four stars.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, pretty good. hmm Nice. Well, if I end up seeing it, I'll have to report back. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. What else I got? Uh, I just, on the Criterion channel, I let that subscription go on about two months too long. So, I'm finally uh, deciding I should watch some stuff on there before I cancel it. Um, I saw my first... Uh, I'm probably gonna butcher this, but French filmmaker uh, Alain Rene. Uh, I've never seen any of his films, but uh, Travis, you s- you just watched Night and Fog after Zone of Interest, right? Oh yeah. Is that the only uh, Alain Rene film that you've seen?
3: Yep.
1: I didn't even know he directed that. So yeah,
0: that is him. He's probably most well known for directing uh, Hiroshima Mon Amour. Uh, mm-hmm. And last year of Mary and Bad. Mm-hmm. Um But I saw, because it was on the Criterion channel, uh, Paris, you took uh, French in high school. Uh, J'ai t'aimé. J'ai Am I saying that This right? was the one you went with, Matt. So,
2: one, I did not take French <laughs> yeah, in high school. Yeah, the whole and Criterion two, collection. It's <laughs> At your je fingertips.
0: J'ai All right. All right. <laughs> I, with I didn't take
2: French okay. in high school. I took French in kindergarten. Uh, kindergarten?
0: I lived in Canada. But... You knew enough to correct me. And that was the important part. Yes. Je t'aime. And this, uh, you want to tell the listeners what that means? Je t'aime, je t'aime? I sure don't. Okay. Well, uh, I love you, I love you is what that means. Um, and it's like it's like a sci-fi movie. Um, like The premise is that this guy tried to kill himself, didn't succeed, and then these scientists... Select him to participate in like a time travel experiment that they have only tested on mice. So he's like Wait, the first I love human you in subject.
2: French is, Je vous is that what you were trying to say? What? I, I don't That's know. Right. I love you in French is J'ai vous aimé. Is that what you were trying to say?
0: Uh. Well, the movie is J'ai. It's T apostrophe a I M E.
2: That's je t'aime. I don't think that means I love you.
1: According to Google it does. <laughs> Got him. <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll trust Google over your
0: kindergarten French education oh paris. <laughs> I,
2: I said what's I love you in French in Google and it said je it said it said je vous aime
0: well,
1: I. Oh, there's a thousand file. ways to skin oh, a cat. So French
0: cool. is a <laughs> French. I saw a TikTok the other day. It was one of those things where they like a bunch of words that sound similar in a language, and they make Google Translate. Like, they make a sentence with a bunch of words that sound the same. And it was just like, Like, one of those. (laughs) Have you ever seen that genre of... (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a full-on sentence, but because all the words sound so similar, it just sounds like they're saying the same thing. Anyway, I'll send you the link. Um, But anyway, back to the movie. It's like a time travel sci-fi movie. And it's interesting, but it's basically just like an exercise in editing. Like he basically just bounces around in time to all these different moments in his life. And it revolves around like this relationship that he had with this woman who ended up dying. And I don't know. It, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it, but it kind of dragged on. Like it, it, the, the scenes are so like meandering and like, I don't know. It's one of those movies that like, it's not as good overall as it is in like little moments. Like there were certain scenes that I thought were really moving and cool, but, um, it's pretty neat. I'm excited to see more of his movies. He's one of the, one of these directors. Uh, he kind of precedes the French new wave, but he was active around the same time as like Godard and some of those other guys. So, um, Travis, I don't know why I picked this one. Probably the runtime, uh, and it was in like they had like a collection in february that's like love love stories or something and i saw it in that Mm. collection so that's the main reason i pulled the trigger on it but i got four stars it's pretty neat um but a little uh a little tedious i'll say
1: so you didn't watch night and fog it's only 32 minutes
0: You know, Haley was in Bellingham doing something and I didn't feel like killing myself. So I passed on the the Holocaust uh, documentary and I went with the sci-fi romance Fair enough.
2: Yikes. Uh,
1: Save it (laughs) for a lazy Sunday.
0: Yeah. With with a baby in your lap. And maybe (laughs) one
1: where someone else is home. Just in case. No, I actually watched Night and Fog solo before anyone was awake in the house was not a great way to start the day but i did get it under my belt so
0: not a great De- definitely way to start the day fucking Ian reese's puffs just like oh wow oh god <laughs> 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 that must have sucked
1: i i knew what i was getting into but you know i don't have the luxury of just uh Press and play whenever I want. Yeah, so. you
0: gotta pick your battles. You gotta open your eyes and the first thing you see is images of uh genocide. That's yeah. what a Sunday that must have been. <laughs> Damn.
3: This guy loves
0: right. movies. He'll do anything. I do. Right? Mm-hmm.
2: He'll talk about it on like one, two, three, however many podcasts it takes. Like he will watch movies, he'll talk about them. Man is obsessed.
1: Committed, uh, a new obsession of mine. Segue Matt, if you're done,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah, go for it.
1: I rewatched Boys in the Hood, and man, this rewatch was huge.
0: I've never even uh, seen that movie, (laughs) really. Do I need to watch Boys in the Hood? Yeah, I've never seen it. You
1: definitely need to watch it, Matt.
0: Damn, so
1: yeah, first time I watched it was probably, I don't know, five or five years ago or so maybe a little longer than that and I thought it was good but just like I don't know it didn't really like feel like special to me in any way I mean it, you know it was like very solid but like I don't know just didn't like stand out and in, in like the way it should have I guess but on rewatch it did um it's pretty crazy how John Singleton was like in his early 20s when he made this movie um this is his like feature debut he's like the youngest and for well yeah youngest person i think to be nominated and then also um he was like the first african-american to be nominated so like there's a lot of this was a very big movie for its time but um yeah i think it's aged very well um It kind of reminds me of something like do the right thing i think do the right thing is uh better but this one is not too far off from it um Hmm. i think it's like as like important emotional and impactful as do the right thing it just i think do the right things doing a little bit more that makes it just you know puts it on a a different tier um but yeah i absolutely love this um the main thing i love about it and this is just a thing i love about movies in general is that it like just captures a time and place perfectly and um yeah like Lawrence fishburne is amazing in it um i think it's very well written and well directed especially for being a debut uh you could maybe dock it for being a little like heavy-handed or soap opera at times but i think it it works for what it's going for um yeah i i absolutely loved it on rewatch um i actually i just uh, placed an order for the 4k to be sent to my house because i loved it so much
0: damn oh yeah that's yeah, set in uh, los angeles right
1: yeah it like covers the like south central la period in like the early 90s And just how like it was a rough time back then and uh, the like media and police weren't really doing much about the like gang related like crime in that area. But yeah, I don't know, it's just like, if you watch it now, it's just like a perfect time capsule and you know, it is still relevant to today. And um, yeah, I just, yeah, watching it, it's crazy to think that someone that young was like, that assured and like was making something like that important about like his upbringing and yeah I don't know it kind of blew me away this time so I would highly recommend it if you haven't seen it yet
0: now what's interesting I didn't know this about John Singleton but his dad was a mortgage broker and his mom was a pharmaceutical company executive. So, like, is this guy a fraud or like what? Because, oh. <laughs> like, are you kidding me here? <laughs> like, <laughs> made a movie about being from the hood and just fucking. Oh man, he did go to USC, which is in South Los Angeles. So maybe he
2: USC grew up is- around there. Extremely Wealthy though Like Well the
0: area around USC Especially in the 90s was like Horrible it's like just outside of Compton Which is sure. where this movie is set I think But mm-hmm. I mean
2: like if we're talking about If he's coming from money power oh we know
0: he's trade. coming from money he studied film right at USC. So, like, but, but that's what
2: i saying like <laughs> going to usc if anything only uh, uh, cements that you know yeah but it doesn't well, change the
0: fact that you know it sounds maybe like it wasn't
1: still... his exact experience but it's you know it's definitely like of the time and like i mean he's the voice of like this this time and place and sure like maybe he didn't have it as hard as these characters and yeah, studied film at USC, but I still don't think that really takes anything away from the movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, Ice Cube's I in it, so it's got to be legit, right? It is currently
1: it actually... streaming on Netflix, too, if you are curious to get to it sooner Ooh. than later.
0: Okay. Oh, his, his the movie that he did after that was Poetic Justice with Tupac. Yeah, this guy. I forgot. John Singleton was like a big deal in the 90s. Shaft, remember Shaft, the Shaft remake with Samuel L. Jackson? That was him. I've never seen any of the Shafts. (laughs) Bought the Blu-ray, I haven't watched it. Oh my God. Did you know he directed (laughs) Too Fast, Too Furious? I did know that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I got, we got to do a fucking John Singleton premium. Our first premium, <laughs> John Singleton. We got to get in here. I need
1: I to see poetic justice, poetic justice, shaft learning. and too fast, too furious. Oh, and four Baby brothers boy. too. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Might have Hell to break yeah. it up into two parts. The career Just retrospective is coming. Too much good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, I, I might, I might do that if it's on Netflix. That's one that's, been on the list for a very long time, and I've never uh, pulled the trigger on it. Another Have you seen movie the
1: past? I've oh, go ahead, Paris. No, not yet. no well, no. Matt. Another movie you need to check off your watch list that I brought up a few episodes ago is Fast Times at Richmond High. What are you doing?
0: Yeah, tell Haley. She'll, sleeping. She'll, she'll pick it. We we usually take turns picking movies. So. Tell her to pick it and she'll pick it. I don't know if I'm going to pick it, but yeah. Well,
1: you can't go wrong with either of those. I will live and die on those hills.
0: Nice. Ridgemont High and uh, Compton, you'll die on mm-hmm. those hills. Yep. <laughs> Very nice. <clears throat> All right. Anything else on Boys in the Hood? Beautiful. All right. The only other thing that I will mention in what we've been watching is I finally watched the Blu-ray, the Criterion Blu-ray of Defending Your Life, the Albert Brooks film. Um, this was my first Albert Brooks film, oh, man. Um, which people love this guy. I mostly know him as the villain from uh, Drive as well as uh, Nemo's father. That's mostly what I know uh, Albert Brooks as. And uh, on paper, this is like my, you know, my movie. Uh, basically, he's uh, like an advertising executive who gets in a car accident and he winds up in this like kind of purga- purgatory state where humans have to like sit before what is essentially judges and there's like a prosecutor and a defense attorney, and he basically has to like defend his life, and he either gets to move on to the next stage of existence or he gets sent back to Earth to do it over again. And it's like a romantic comedy as well, because he like f- falls in love with Meryl Streep while he's in this purgatory state, and it's so is
1: it is it high concept at all? Like in its. Guess, not execution.
0: really. Not really. That I think that's ultimately why I didn't like it as much as I thought I might. Because on paper it sounds pretty high concept, but mm-hmm. like it's pretty commercial. Like everything from like the music to just like it's it can, it's a little existential. It's a little cerebral, but it is playing for laughs. It's quite funny. I did I did like cerebral. it and laugh a lot, but. It's, I don't know, something about the tone of it just didn't quite click for me. I ended up giving it four stars. And I have heard that this movie is, like, probably his most, like, optimistic movie and probably his most, like, I don't know, crowd-pleasing movie. So I am curious to kind of see some of his other stuff that I think is a little bit more, um like... Pointed and like uh, acidic with its like humor. So I'm gonna watch some more of his stuff. I think Modern Romance is his other like big one that people love. Lost in America, too. People love that movie. But um, yeah, I liked it. But I was hoping it was gonna be like a new favorite. And you know, I'll, I'll watch it again, but it's gonna be a couple years probably before I give it another shot. Maybe it'll go up on a rewatch, but. Um, Give it four stars. Pretty good, but uh, not a, not a new favorite by any means. So that's it for me. Sweet. Any anything else uh, as far as what you've been watching before we move into our uh, our Oscar talk? No, let's keep a rolling. Hell yeah! All right. Well, this shouldn't take too long. So before we go over the nominees, uh, let's go over the stakes. So we decided that whoever correctly guesses the most winners at the Oscars, uh, we will do a retro review of a best picture winner of their choice. Now what did we decide? Um what if there is a tie? Rochambeau. Best picture? Maybe. If there's a tie, then we
2: have to do it twice.
0: <laughs> Then we do a double feature, a double retro, yeah. Review. Okay. <laughs> well, so anyway, there can
1: be more than one winner. I like I, it.
0: If it comes to that, sure. I doubt it will, but if Sweet. it does, we can do that. Now, That's did not we complicate things? So did, I like that. Did we decide if um, it needs to be a best picture winner that none of us have seen? That might limit the
1: offerings.
0: It would be more difficult. I was thinking you can pick whatever best picture movie, whoever the winner is, it should be a movie that they haven't seen, but we get like veto
2: power. I like that, that they haven't seen. That's
0: good. Right. And then if it's something like, for example, we did use this as an example, Gladiator. That is a movie that we have talked about A lot. And we have all seen Gladiator. But, like, let's say one of us hadn't and somebody picked it. Like, that's a movie that I don't think we really need to do a whole review on it because we've talked about it a lot. You know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't want to do Parasite. I know we've all seen Parasite. But, like, you know. So, I think we'll we'll figure that part out off air, obviously, what movie we end up doing for that retro review thing. But it can be pretty
1: loose. Please don't pick one that we've covered in the last few years. Maybe dig a little deeper
0: it probably wouldn't be very interesting to pick the <laughs> one of the more recent ones anyway but you know birdman birdman bueller yeah that you would know? work <laughs> die for another birdman uh rewatch but anyway we're i'm getting i'm getting a soft track um so that will be what's at stake um whoever does the best in these uh picks here will We'll pick a a, a retro review that we'll probably do in like a before the summer uh, movie season kicks off, you know, like a late March, early April type gig. So, anyway, that's what's at stake. So, I have a Google Doc here. Uh, We did decide ahead of time that we are not going to choose uh, the short film nominees. So, short animated film, short uh, live action just because it's really hard to see those unless you go to that like specific Oscar-nominated shorts screening that they do every year. I've never done it. You know, We yeah, could only make an educated guess. Yeah, fucking losers. <laughs> we can make an educated guess, but we're just going to ask that. So all of the other categories we are going to make picks on. So we're just going to kind of start at the bottom. I have a list of uh, all of the nominees all of the awards so we're just gonna go on the fly I'm gonna pick put in the google doc who picked what and we'll revisit a day of but anyone have any thoughts before we get into it
1: no just let's let's do this at 1.5 speed
0: all right yeah say I'm, less
2: I'm, I'm dragging y'all <laughs> we have reached the part of the episode where uh, Paris is like, "Let's let's let's get along. Let's get Well, going. it was about an hour ago that I was like, "Yeah, hell yeah. We're doing great on time. Let's do the fucking Oscars." It's now an hour later and I'm like,
0: "Okay. Yeah, 2 hours. Okay. Come on. This isn't your first rodeo. This is you've been here before." Oh we've God. only been here for 2 hours. I mean, come on. It's less we're under 2 hours uh real time.
2: Okay. Mm. All right, sorry. Let's I'm start sorry, with the no, first. One. I didn't, I didn't mean to yell. This is a hangout
1: <laughs> pod, Paris. Yeah, we're <laughs> chilling. you are just hanging with buds. <laughs> I know, no, no. no we're fine.
2: Really, we're fine. It's a Friday, like we're chilling. I just, I there's been, uh, um, I'm at my drinking point where I'm not amped up anymore. So y'all got to amp me up.
0: All right, let's get fucking stoked for Best Original Screenplay, brother. Let's go. All right. (laughs) The nominees for Best Original Screenplay, we've got Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, and Past Lives. Those are the five nominees for Best Original Screenplay. What are you guys thinking? I'm just gonna go ahead and go first, even though I don't like the movie very well. Okay, I'm gonna go past lives. I have a feeling that that is what the Oscar like uh, voters come on oh, <laughs> four and God a half God star movie that I don't. We're not going over this not, not, not We cannot talk about, about that anymore. So I'm I'm locking in uh, past uh, lives for me. Okay,
1: I'm gonna go with Anatomy of a Fall.
0: Okay,
2: I think Maestro.
0: Maestro, all right. Good luck, Paris. It's Maestro. not my. Ma- I
2: don't like it. I'm trying to guess what the academy thinks. Okay. Also, I wrote these three weeks ago and have not looked at them since. So, like, there's been a lot of like Oscary stuff that may have changed in the last three weeks. So, we're going by past tense, Paris. Okay. So just okay. I
1: I'm did really zero stuff. research for this,
0: Travis. Just the way I like sh- it. Shooting from the hip. All right, moving on to Best Adapted Screenplay. This is is a more interesting one, I think. So the nominees, we've got American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. What are you guys thinking? Who's going to win Adapted Screenplay?
2: Christopher Nolan, our boy. Oppenheimer.
0: Oppenheimer. You guys are both going Oppenheimer, huh? Uh,
1: if Oppenheimer's also, nominated, I'm most likely going to pick it. Just also
2: spoilers. the fact that Barbie is adapted screenplay is like stupid and don't make no sense.
0: Um, you know I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's based on a property. I think they wanted it under right. original screenplay, but um, I'm going Barbie. I'm going Barbie.
2: You're well.
0: So one for Barbie, two for Oppenheimer. Cool, cool. Moving on. Visual effects, the Oscar for visual effects. We've got The Creator, Godzilla Minus One, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, and Napoleon. Godzilla. What the fuck is this category?
2: Napoleon. Also, what is Guardians of the Galaxy fucking 3 doing? Like, There's
0: always a joking? Marvel movie there.
2: But that it didn't look that great.
0: I still haven't even seen it.
2: Rem- I, I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Paris,
0: you said you're doing Napoleon? Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. So I haven't seen that one either. Um, what am I doing here?
2: Great visual effects. <laughs>
0: Damn, was, I guess I'll do Godzilla 2. I haven't seen it, but that's all anyone ever talks about with that movie, so.
2: No, it's not Godzilla 2. It's Godzilla minus 1.
0: Godzilla 2 <laughs> minus 3. All right. <laughs> Next category. Sound. Best sound. The creator maestro mission impossible dead reckoning part one oppenheimer the zone of interest i'm just gonna go ahead and put all three of our names by oppenheimer tarn oh.
2: willers and johnny Byrne for the zone of interest
0: oh yeah, yeah was you're going gonna... zone of interest are you both doing zone of interest
1: for sound design is that what it is
0: it's just sound sound sound, uh, sound.
1: Mm. it's tough it's got to be one of those two or
2: music or songs so. i
1: think i will go with zone of interest
0: Interesting. Okay. Have fun losing that one. Travis. Paris, are you doing Zone of Interest too?
2: Yeah, I said it first. I said, run away I with have this. I have down thing. the full, like, the people who did the sound, which is Tarn Villars and Johnny Byrne. Credit work.
1: They got to spread the wealth a little, Matt. And so they're not going to give Oppenheimer this one. They're going to give it to right. Zone of Interest. They're going right. to give Oppenheimer the majority, though.
0: If you say so. We'll see what happens uh. on March 10th, my guy. All right, production design. So the nominees are Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things.
2: It's Barbie. Come on.
0: Barbie.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, I might say Killers of the
0: Flower Moon. I'm torn between Killers of the Flower Moon and Poor Things for that me too one.
1: although i could easily see barbie winning it too me this too. is a tough one
0: it is tough really the only one that i feel like probably wouldn't win is napoleon but i haven't seen it so maybe yeah. you know maybe uh for the record i'm going poorer things paris is barbie travis all
1: right we all have different horses in the race are Colors you going of the flower moon. killers yep.
0: Okay. Travis, yep hell yeah all right. <laughs> Best original song. So this is a music category. I have heard uh well no, four of these. Um The Fire Inside from Flamin' Hot. That's the Hot Cheetos movie wow. for those who aren't aware. Which
2: by the way, I know Oscar you're
1: nominated to see it, film but
2: <laughs> that part is wild, but it is a good movie and you should watch it. Uh
0: I probably won't, but <laughs> uh, I was anyway. going to say Matt,
2: especially uh,
0: Especially me I don't want to watch the fucking Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie
2: It's about your people
0: Oh my god <laughs> That's what Blue Beetle's for Paris. <laughs> <laughs> <No, laughs> I'll watch Blue Beetle Come on know. We'll see Alright, so anyway The Fire Inside from Flamin' Hot I'm Just Ken from Barbie It Never Went Away from American Symphony What the fuck uh, was was has he killers of the flower moon? I'm sure I butchered that. Guarantee I butchered that. But uh, the last one. What was I made for, Barbie? I Ken, f- Barbie. F- uh, see, I feel like "What Was I Made For" is a much better song than "I'm Just Ken." But I'm just oh, Ken did yeah. win.
2: That, we're not talking personal opinions. We're talking what we think will win. Did
0: right? you see that clip of? ryan gosling's face when i'm just ken won at some award show i think he thinks that that song is like meant to be like bad and a joke and he was like is. wait people really think this is a good song
2: i recently saw a trailer for barbie that was for a for your consideration trailer so like for the oscars and it was all ryan gosling and at first it was like this really makes it feel like Ryan Gosling is the main character in a movie called Barbie. I'm just, Ken was playing through the whole thing. It was all his little funny bits. And at the end it said, for your consideration. And I was like, Oh, that's why this is the trailer for the Oscars. They are trying to sell the shit out of him.
0: He is also the best part of Barbie. Let's be fair. I just watched his reaction to it. You saw it, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's like when my
1: brother asked Chelsea if I had a grinder. That was her reaction. Oh. Uh, Oh. Oh. Like
3: this thought had never
0: even crossed my mind. So I'm going with what was I made for, mostly because the Billie Eilish performance uh, is going to be huge at the Oscars. Okay,
1: I'm going to vote for whatever Matt's voting for in this Category because I know Matt is locked in on it. Wait, X. did you skip Best <laughs> Picture? No, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> it's Twitter, dog. Don't call it that. Don't call Matt, it that.
0: Did <laughs> you skip Best Picture? Did I skip Best Picture? What are you talking about? Well,
2: you That's the last one. Reversed,
0: best for you Less.
2: Were going in reverse order of what they have listed on the Oscars website. Right. This
0: is right. Reverse order of what's listed on their website.
2: Yeah. It goes production design, Best Picture, original song
0: oh i think okay that you that just rings a bell i'm pretty sure i was like fuck that and i put best picture at the top that is the last okay. one we will do okay because what on, the fuck right. are they doing
2: i went in the order of that they put it on so. me
0: too yeah on the website yeah but i was like uh, uh-uh, uh, i'm not uh, best picture it's way well, too because that's
2: actually it's it's in right. alphabetical order
1: <laughs> yeah, 1.5 speed guys come on
0: Jeez, oh, you got somewhere to be, bud? Apex, you got Apex text? Is the crew waiting for you? I'm itching. No. Well, listen, Trey's waiting for me. He's probably in a war zone lobby right now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, wait. So, you're are you doing? What was I made for, too, Travis? Yeah. All right. Don't you dare call it X again. I will fire you from the show. Um, all right. It's Twitter. So
2: sorry. Yes,
0: it's still Twitter. Uh, original score. So the nominees are American Fiction, Indiana Jones, and The Dial of Destiny killers oh. of the flower moon oppenheimer poor things oh come
1: on it's, it's not even
2: Ludwig close Clemson for oppenheimer come on yeah. by a uh, mile
0: well no so i would go poor things like, personally oh but.
2: you're not going to give it to sound no it's going to go to score that
1: score fucks so hard man it's
0: no not that hard yeah. honestly
2: that score so fucks so hard
0: It got pregnant <laughs> before ford's put oh my god listen i'm i'm, I'm, I'm over Oppenheimer already before it's even started but but for the record poor things is my favorite of the five but I'm going Oppenheimer too so that's that's a three that's our first three for so we won't get a tiebreaker off of that one that's for sure all right makeup and hairstyling some movie called Golda uh maestro Oppenheimer poor things society of the snow
1: I'm going poor poor things
0: what did you say, Travis, Paris?
2: We're like in sync. I also said poor things. Oh, okay. And then I said, "Travis, we're like in sync, Backstreet boys."
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going maestro. I think this is going to be the only award that maestro wins all night.
1: This is the one Bradley paid for.
0: This is where all <laughs> that money went. This is his his nose is going to win him the Oscar. <laughs> Um, do I even need to read international I think his nose film? might be the reason why he doesn't win. Do you think so? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah? Because yeah, it pissed honestly. people off. <laughs> Fucking woke Hollywood not giving, <laughs> giving him his due for his nose. Uh, yeah, international I- feature film, I mean... I'm going to read obviously, the nominees zone but of interest. right. I mean, it's one it's another Come parasite on, situation. Come on. But I'll read the nominees just for the listener's sake. So, yeah, IO Cap- <laughs> Capitano, Perfect Days, Society of the Snow, The Teacher's Lounge and The Zone of Interest. So,
2: nobody even cares about those other ones.
0: Well, Society of the Snow is actually really good.
2: Oh, blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs>
0: Well, Can actually, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, as we said, my favorite pastime. <laughs> well,
2: actually, as you push your, nose, your glasses up on your nose, you fucking nerd. All right, film glasses.
0: 1.5 speed. Let's go. Film editing. Actually, do. They're blue light glasses, though. Film editing. We've oh got Anatomy God. of a Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, poor things. Oppenheimer, Sorry, what was the category? Editing. Uh, film Editing.
1: Oh, Oppenheimer. Duh.
0: Duh, 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 duh. duh, Yeah, duh, duh, duh. That's a three for documentary <laughs> feature film. We've got Bobby Wine, the people's president, the eternal memory, four daughters, to kill a tiger, 20 days in Maripol. The four daughters. haven't seen any, daughters.
2: but I went with the eternal memory because it was mentioned on Cinefix.
0: And...
1: I mentioned it on our best of episode. It was also mentioned on Cinephiles Digest. I mm-hmm. didn't.
0: Remember More that importantly, Cinephiles I Digest. I blacked that part out. I blacked that part out. Uh, okay, so you're both going four daughters. No, I you, went four daughters. Went
2: eternal memory. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because it was... What, that's what we were fucking talking about, Matt. Right, right. Because I loved
0: for? it. Not because, because it you made brought my it up. <laughs> <laughs> because it was an honorable mention Matt, for the record. what are you going for? One point. Eternal two. memory. Eternal okay, memory. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Best director. We've got Justine Triette for Anatomy of a Fall. We've got Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. We've got Christopher... Nolan Oppenheimer we got your goat Lanthimos for poor things and we got Jonathan Glazer the zone of interest
2: it's gonna be old Marty Scorsese killers of the flower moon
0: no agree Nolan
2: nope I think the Academy is gonna give him his flowers it's probably his last film before he fucking croaks
0: no way he's already making another uh, fucking Jesus movie
2: I don't care about that what? His Jesus
0: movies rule.
2: I don't care about that. All right.
0: Travis for Oppenheimer. Uh costume design, Barbie. Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, poor things.
2: Wait, Matt, what did you give best director? Poor
1: things.
0: Uh Killers of the Flower Moon, with you. Oh,
2: okay. Uh costume design, Barbie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm going Barbie too. Matt.
1: I said poor things. In
2: Paris. I heard
0: you. Travis, poor She's things.
2: Travis, I said poor things and I am important and listen to me.
0: Yes, poor things. All <laughs> right. Cinematography. O'Conde, weird nomination here, but that's that's cool. I do think that's the strongest thing about that movie. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Sorry, what was the Robbie, category again? Baby. Cinematography. Oh. Pfft. Oppenheimer.
2: <laughs> Matt, Travis, and I are gonna sweep you. No, you see, because you guys be are in lockstep
0: on too many, one and one. I am correct on most of these. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am with you on Oppenheimer. <laughs> I am with you on Oppenheimer. I love
2: how you even when you're like, I am correct on most of these.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta hedge my bets here. So, like, a plausible deniability. Best animated feature. We got the Boy and the Heron. Elemental, Nomona, Robot Dreams, Spider-Man: Across the Spider-Verse.
2: It's Spider-Man. Come on. It's
0: Spider-Man. I'm, I'm actually going to go boy in the heron on this one.
2: You can do that all you want, Miyazaki films will never be will never win. Plus, people already like happened. The first Spider-Man is on like IMDb's like top best of all timeless so it's got to go spider-man across just for this the record Spider-Man he already goes.
0: won once uh for spirited away i believe right and boy in
2: is no spirited away
0: well some would say it's just as good if not better some, some would.
2: would say it's worse which well, is by some i mean all
0: maybe some okay. um all right so you some guys are both spider-man would say, shut up Boy, the Heron. actress in a supporting role. So our nominees are Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, America Ferreira for Barbie, Jodie Foster for Niad. and Divine Joy Randolph, The Holdovers. It's
2: America Divine. Ferreira
0: for Barbie. Barf. If she wins, I am going to drown myself in the ocean. But you you do you, girl. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, yeah. America Ferrera. First,
2: first of all, that was really rude. She's
0: Second the worst all, person I am, in that hold movie. Hold on,
2: hold on, hold on. Second of all, I am saying who I think will win, not who I want to. Win. Oh, I know.
0: Yeah, same. Totally. But I also don't think she will win. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to Divine Joy Randolph for the holdovers. Mm-hmm. Travis, did she you say was already? just yep. on the cover yep, yep.
2: of Vanity Fair. So who knows? This is why I was like, I, this is, I want to be very clear that I wrote this list three weeks ago. And based on like my knowledge of what's been going on with other awards and who's been highlighted, I might have switched this up, but this is a snapshot from three weeks ago. Sure. All
0: right. Next category, actress in a leading role. We've got Annette Benning in NIAD. We've got Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. Sandra Huller, Anatomy of the Fall. Carrie Mulligan in Maestro and Emma Stone in Poor Things.
2: Carrie Mulligan, Maestro. Ooh, okay.
0: There's Travis. Uh, sorry, say it again real quick. Annette Benning, uh, Lily Gladstone mm-hmm. for Killers. Sandra Huller, Anatomy. Mulligan, Maestro, Emma Stone, poor things. I'm going to go Emma Stone. Interesting. I'm going Lily Gladstone, who I want to win and will win because the fucking woke mob she at the Academy is, is, a- is going to oh, give it yeah. to her.
2: She actress. I will die on this hill.
0: She. I agree, but she's still going to win anyway. All right. That's a big right, split.
2: She was also on the cover of vanity fair so who knows
0: yeah yeah. as was uh pedro pascal who's not nominated
2: yeah but look (laughs) at him go i love that guy he's the best he is the daddy of all of us and our generation and you know what honestly i know we're at 1.5 times speed but it's a crime that he wasn't named people's sexiest man of the year and instead it was fucking what's his face from Grey's Anatomy who no one even fucking gives a shit. Oh, I know. What the fuck?
0: Patrick uh, Dempsey?
2: Patrick Dempsey? He hasn't been McDreamy in like 20 years. Like, get over it. We want Pedro.
1: Vote for Pedro.
0: That is insane. Also, (laughs) his uncle. Wow, wow, (laughs) wow, Travis. That was (laughs) was great. That was...
2: I really think we need to take a moment to recognize Travis. That was (laughs) 10 out of 10. I love that. That is
0: huge. Pedro Pascal rules. Also, his uncle... Socialist president of uh, Chile, Salvador Allende. Huge.
2: His uncle is the president?
0: Well well was. He was uh So he's uh, just
2: another Nepo baby. Yep. Cancel him, cancel him. Nepo baby
0: <laughs> <laughs> He was a socialist, but he got fucking assassinated after three years, and then a dictator <laughs> well, ruled Chile for twenty years. Nepotism is ruining Hollywood. Oh my god, and motherfucker got killed in a coup d'état. Everyone has their <laughs> and Matt hates
2: nepotism and their babies. So well, yeah, well, first
0: that's notes. true, but that is facts. Fucking CIA, he got fucking CIA. That's all I gotta say. He Nixon. got CIA'd? I don't he think
2: that's a verb, dog. That's a firm.
0: It is now. <laughs> um.
2: He ain't got secreted. He got <laughs> service. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Pa- Pedro Pascal rules. What's next? Actor supporting? Yeah. Actor in a supporting role. We got Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. We got Rob De Niro for Killers. We got Rob Down Jr. for Oppenheimer. We got Ryan Gosling for Barbie and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things.
2: It's Bobby D. Nero, De- 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 oh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say which Bobby D. All right, Bobby so- Dean. This one's tougher. I hope it's not Robert Downey Jr., but feel like they might give it to him. I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm doing Robert Downey Jr. Although for the record, I think De Niro is the best performance in this category. Followed closely by either Mark disagree. Ruffalo or Gosling. I or don't Cosling. think he
2: gave a great that great of a performance. But I think that, again, this will be a... Uh, it's one of those like where DiCaprio didn't get it for so long and then he got it for the fucking Revenant, which wasn't his best work.
0: I mean, De Niro's got plenty, though he's not he's not hurting for no but he's
2: at he's at the elder ages where you know he's getting nominated less and less so i feel like they got to give him one final one to say you know don't let the door hit you where the good lord split you bobby (laughs) d
0: what about you travis where are you landing on this one
2: uh it's
1: a tough one but i think i will go with rdj
0: nice Okay. I he's probably my also least favorite baby. of the five nominees, but I think he will win regardless. Yeah, Nepo baby. Thank you, Paris. Okay. We got two left. <laughs> Actor in a leading role. We got Brad Pooper, Maestro. We got Coleman Domingo in Rustin, another Paris five star, patented five star yeah, Paris I'm movie. I'm so
2: sorry when y'all were <laughs> shitting on me so much. Oh, what is this? You said the fucking name of the movie wrong. I was like, this got an Oscar nom. He got a fucking Oscar nom. So you better, you better eat Crow.
0: Yeah, he did. <laughs> right. I, I am. I'll, I might watch it. What, who am I kidding? I won't watch it. But uh, Coleman Domingo, Rustin, Paul try. Giamatti, the Holdovers, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Old
2: b poop himself for Maestro.
0: You think so, huh? All right.
2: I think that's the one he bought.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going. Uh, Big fat liar alum Paul Giamatti.
2: Yep. When he blew you himself? Too? Me too. Yep. So did when I. He
0: blew himself. Alright. Although Killian obviously is is the sleeper here. I'm surprised no one's picking him. Oh,
1: actually, sorry.
0: Can I switch Yeah, of course. <laughs> You're doing Killian? Yep.
2: I mean Killian is who I think did the best job because he is and will forever be an amazing actor. But like I don't think they're gonna pick him.
0: Okay, another another three way split. The
2: system doesn't like him, especially because he is Irish to the point that he barely shook hands with Prince William. And it's all, you know, Hollywood elite, you know, trying to go against the what system. What a G.
0: Yeah, he rules. Yeah. <laughs> all right, it's come down to the best picture. The nominees, all 10 of them American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, The Zone of Interest.
1: Oppie. I'm
2: going with the people who murdered the tulip son. AKA Killers of the Flower Moon
1: Interesting You're not giving it to Oppenheimer
2: It is not who I would choose It is who I think
1: it's time the
2: Academy will choose It's
1: I time have... to crown our king Christopher I Nolan. think that
2: the Academy cannot not give it to Killers of the Flower Moon because of as Matt said so eloquently earlier Wokeness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see I'm actually with Travis I think Oppenheimer is going to win Best picture um, My heart is telling me Killers of Flower Moon But I don't think they your will mind. What's your dick
2: telling
0: you My dick is telling me poor things but uh, is this this pre or post nut
2: clarity (laughs) i think this is like you've been fluffed and you're wandering around a mansion you just like got by ill means oh my god can you imagine that's the vibe that's the vibe we're at. thank
0: god there are no nominations for that piece of shit right
2: of course not
0: all right so two for two for roppy one for killers Okay, well, I right. it's gonna be a miracle if there's a tie here because we had a lot of splits on this one. So interesting. I don't okay, know,
2: Travis and I were had same same on a lot. Well,
1: same same but different.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah same same but diff.
2: Mm, same you know? same but diff.
0: <laughs> so it'll be interesting. The group chat's uh, gonna be lit on Oscars night. Uh, although Travis oh is probably not God. gonna watch it. Paris doesn't have cable or anything. So no, honestly, I might. I watched the I last few years watch, or so.
2: I think I can watch live with. Roku actually
0: Or so, It might be okay. streaming live on Hulu Oh no you have to pay for Hulu live Yeah, I, I
2: don't have Hulu with live TV but I think I With Roku I can watch because I've got Roku Live TV
0: You could also get an HD antenna You should look into one of those if Okay you I'm know. not going
2: to get a fucking HD antenna Like what is it <laughs> Well, let me what the bunny ears? Shut up! No,
0: no, they rule. It's free. You can get the 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 local. Uh...
2: I don't want to watch TV. I, I I already have to deal with the fact that I have commercials on Hulu and Netflix now. I can't watch regular TV. It's bad enough that when I go home to visit my family in Texas, that like I have to watch cable TV with them, and they have a fucking DVR. Like that's bad enough. I cannot. I I just. I can't
0: even believe you suggested that to me right now. I'm offended. Cable rules make America great again. Bring us back to a simpler time. Oh, I can't
2: believe you just said that.
0: We've reached a point that all the streaming services cost way more than just getting cable. It used to be like Netflix and Hulu are free
2: with T-Mobile.
0: I pay motherfucking thirty-three dollars a month for Netflix. Can you believe that shit?
2: I pay zero dollars. You got to
0: lower your plan, Doug. And I can't. By the way. (laughs) Her <laughs>
2: and I have two separate households, and he still can watch it.
0: Netflix. Yeah. So they haven't actually cracked down on it yet.
2: They did. They like. Tr- they said they were switching it out, but he yeah. can still watch it. What? Oh my
0: god! I've been paying for my fucking sister to have Netflix for like six months now, because no, uh, they said they were cracking so down on my ass. That's why. It's, that's why it's thirty three dollars a month. I, I, I had, had, to had to add her test- on there.
2: Well, and dude, literally on T Mobile, it's free. You can get Apple, uh, Apple Plus. Netflix and now Hulu for free. You just have to watch ads, which I always said I wouldn't do, but it's free.
0: Damn, T Mobile's going out of business within five years. They gotta. No
2: way, dude. No. All these fucking
0: packages. You get MLB TV every year. They fucking bought the naming rights for Safeco. (laughs) They're fucking. Uh, You know how
2: Matt knows they get MLB every year? Travis?
0: That was one year.
2: It's because I give it to him. I give him
0: that was, code. That was one year.
2: I give it I to you could, every year. It didn't
0: work the second year or the third well, year. Well, I didn't need it the third year. The
2: first year, you already had bought it, so you couldn't use it.
0: Oh, yes. And then the second year, it didn't work.
2: It did work. The third year, it must not have. It no, work.
0: it didn't. it didn't work the second year. I just didn't tell you.
2: Oh, I thought you said All right, you y'all. it. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> now sorry, we're at 0.5 sorry, speed. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead
1: sorry. and
0: slow <laughs> things down. Brother. You guys 0. can continue. <laughs> speed. <laughs> what I'm like, is I really don't up. need to be
3: here.
0: <laughs> He's like, I'm missing out on games right now. New season. Are you kidding me? No shield swapping. Oh, man. Oh, my tr-
1: God. Actually, there is a element of shield swapping. I was wrong. Oh.
0: Well, the good whole thing I shield system care. has been reworked. Yeah. Well, good different, thing we're on one point five speed, brother, because yep. uh we yep, gotta yep. get along, little we'll doggy. Never, we'll <laughs> never find out what that means. <laughs> anyway, the world will forever. never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you everyone for listening. That's gonna do it. Uh don't know Oh actually we probably do know. drive away dolls will be the next one, right? Yeah. In a week or so. Yeah. Sounds good. Most likely. Yeah, we'll see what else we can get up to, what kind of trouble we can get into in the coming weeks. But uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you everybody for listening. Later's on the men jay.
2: Stay
3: spooky. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> already, already I'm Nine to five has swallowed me, and I can't take it, but I can't...